tie it in with uh, you know addictive practices and yeah. oh. anyway speaking <laughs> yeah. of sure. addictive practices <laughs> we are live we're back again we can't stop yeah welcome everyone anyway so uh, it, what day is it it's thursday november 4th That's 8 p.m it. and we're down one up one today yeah. so yeah. Uh, down alima alima we miss you mm -hmm. uh, let me put on my good luck with everything yeah and good luck and uh yeah so we're gonna dave what are we gonna why don't you introduce and also introduce yeah so this is my sister do we look similar i'll get into her box and it's, oh, oh. <laughs> so anyway. do that i don't think so no no like like if i saw you on the street i wouldn't say hey oh my gosh you look like dave rich's sister i don't know it's not what other people think <laughs> so this is my sister caitlin and she's joining us today she actually owns and runs a um, a dance studio in Emerson, New Jersey called Creative Edge Dance Academy. And she has been running that for 10 years. Oh, that's cool. And she yeah. has kids yeah. that go from one-year-olds all the way up to 18. So she's been practicing with some of the SEL stuff. She obviously has a lot of experience dealing with the kids and also the parents. So I thought we'd bring her on, get her perspective about the topic of the day. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Kate? Um, well, like Dave said, um, I have actually owned the studio for 10 years now. This is our 10 year anniversary this year. Um, but before that I had been teaching probably I'd say around 20 years, um, with, uh, students of all ages. Um, and I actually went into elementary education as well. So I did, um, teach in a kindergarten for a year as well. Um, before we opened the studio and then it just, I stuck with the studio at that point. Cool. Um, yeah. but for, you know, years we've we have a uh, recreational and competitive kids so we have kids that are highly into it and then kids mm -hmm. that do it for fun which is awesome and either way you kind of see um i get to work with a lot of different kids a lot of different age groups and i see a lot of different dynamics of kids and families and and all that good stuff so it's been um pretty rewarding um i would say that this year we kind of took a different stance on things um being that everybody kind of went back to a full schedule for the first time mm -hmm. so you know last year there was a lot of dead time in their day because they would go to school for what a half day half yeah. of them yeah. and then they would have nothing to do for three four hours and then they would come to dance all night so they kind of were very energetic at that point whereas this year i saw a lot of a lull this year because they were in a you know full day of school and even the younger kids are like it's so long because yeah. mm -hmm. some of them don't even know what it was like to be in school at all because it was almost two years of really no school for them so kids that were in first and second grade have no idea what a normal school day mm -hmm. kind of consists of so we did a whole lesson the beginning of the of the year i think it was end of september we did and i kind of just sat them down and i was like how does everybody feel they're dealing with you know, getting back to school, getting on a schedule, you know, and especially my older kids, I said, how's your time management? Are you getting your work done? Are you, you know, cause I'm hearing they're all like, oh, I got to run home. I got an, an essay to write and it's due tomorrow morning. And you know, how's your time management working? You know, you're not getting out of here until 10 o'clock at night. So what are we doing here? Um, but I kind of just like listened to them and they gave them an opportunity, especially my younger kids. Um, I actually did it with his daughter's age group and they it was really kind of amazing to hear what they were talking about you know things that are happening with different kids in school and how do i deal with that and um you know did you tell your teacher no i didn't i don't feel like i can and i did you tell your parents no like i only told you and i told like my friends 
Um, but like just letting them get it all out and then them being like, you know, it's interesting that they had the same situation as me because yeah. they don't talk mm. about things like that. When they come in, they're talking about like silly things, especially at that age. But they had like an actual conversation and it made them actually bond a lot mm -hmm. because it made them realize, wow, she's going through the same thing. And I'm not the only one that's having this scenario happen, you know. So it was really actually um, a very rewarding situation for them all the way up. I yeah, mean, the yeah, parents yeah. even came in after and were like, thank you so much for that. Because I don't think that they feel sometimes, especially with the older kids, that they can sit their kid down and have yeah. these kinds of conversations. Um, so they would rather somebody else have sure. it for them sometimes. Yeah. And I just happen to be that person that ends up yeah. in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, even, even as we tie it into Mellow and the app that needs to be created, I mean, right now it's a, a glorified website. I've been working on it all day today. Uh, and it's it's in its first... In its first iteration, which is based from uh, basically high school students, so it's it's no one kind of thirteen and below, you know. So catering to those, it even makes me think about how the younger children would need to be uh, approached and how they could be, you know, led emotionally mm -hmm. in a different way than than teenagers. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an important. Um, it is an, impo an important uh, issue that needs to be probably that could be a future after this. kind of variant. It's, Just be absolutely. like, click on this if you're, you know, mm -hmm. sub 13. Or I mean, whatever. not only that, but branching off from that, I've already got it. I've got it pathed out so that it'd be the young kids is going to take a lot of work. Yeah. What's really going to be a lot of work, not to get off topic too much, but is the deaf and the blind students. I figured it out how to do it for the deaf and the blind. Really? Because oh, think awesome. about it. Yeah. You got a screen. Mm -hmm. How the heck do I navigate? So uh, I thought about it. I don't know if anyone else is doing that, this sort of idea, but I've, I, it's, it's simple. Um, and I say simple now. I probably just uh, jinx myself. <laughs> but the, but the, but children, you know. Uh, really young comprehension age and up where they where they're grasping a tablet or a, or a phone of some sort uh yeah it's and even married couples i've i'm uh years ago i had are you going to do this for adults as well well really it's for, it's for everyone it's just we're aiming it at school so we want to give all those tools but uh yeah interesting take on um what what ages do you say was the lowest again uh one one yeah. Wow, my niece, in fact. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like we're dealing with the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes this has actually been a fantastic this a year. This year, uh, all, all of my classes. I keep saying all of my classes. I don't think there's one student that uh, I wish wasn't there. Sometimes, sometimes throughout the years, there's always someone like. <sighs> you know got to deal with this again but no this year's is it's been a bit of a pleasure and i think they're just happy to be back agreed yeah i i start to, i'm starting to see a little bit of a, a shift are you yep just not necessarily in my classes but overall in the school i feel like in the hallways i feel mm -hmm. like there's a comfort level where people are reverting back to some habits they might have had before this kind of i think the honeymoon phase is really wearing off the now. rebellion yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's getting to be a little bit more 
I think the initial is we're happy to be back. We're going to toe the line. We're going to follow the rules. You might be noticing this as well with, with your definitely, role. But, definitely. Um, but now I think they're starting to identify that now that I'm comfortable with my surrounding, mm -hmm. my teacher, my routine, and I'm not in that kind of self-preservation mode, I'm going to start to find my role in kind of what who I'm going to be in this school, my personality, mm -hmm. my grades are, are, where, are in a certain spot. Maybe they're not where they should be. Maybe I'm going to start being a little more of a clown in class. Maybe whatever. They're starting to fill the roles as opposed to being like marching in step. I feel like they might be. I'm definitely seeing what you what you guys are talking about. Uh, just even physically, if you, uh, I'm in student success and uh, was formerly a discipline, and we try to put a more you know positive spin on this and a positive approach with uh, restorative justice. But that's again for a different podcast. But uh, I have been noticing, especially in the mornings. We're starting to see uh, the same groups grouping up physically outside the building and in certain areas. And I mean, I guess that's a way of describing it. The comfort level, I think, is um, a little bit higher than it was. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, less uh, hesitation. Uh, there's more, like you say, kind of fitting into a certain role and trying to find their spot. And I think some of them, you know, for good and for bad, have have found their spot do yeah. you think do you think that part of this i was going to say see this is the sarcastic comment loading <laughs> but um do you think it's because they're they're getting they're getting comfortable with school again and they want to be they want to kind of fit in with their peers that they're willing to do what they need to maybe sometimes to uh it, would that be like a weird way of becoming a friend with someone because you just want to do, you know, is like, yeah, let's, let's like, like, what was the, uh, what was the, what was the TikTok thing they were going around in the bathrooms, right? Oh, they, they were doing yeah. the, the, the crazy, uh, which thankfully yeah. TikTok uh, banned and they took mm -hmm. down from the site. But all these things, is all of that a, a, a way for individuals to kind of get into gangs of not gangs but groups of friends you know is yeah, that like that an makes in? sense uh, you know it's uh what a long-winded question that was <laughs> no i think it's a terrific question I, because i think you you're hitting uh the nail on the head i think it's a uh what i'm seeing is some identities are coming forth uh the same transgressions by the same groups of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I think that's that's normal though because I feel like everybody was in this. It's kind of like everybody started college in a way. It's like mm -hmm. I don't know anybody. Right. I hit the reset button and I'm going to feel out my surroundings and then find my role in each group. And I feel like no matter what, it's all relative. So you could be in a class where people are mostly quiet and be like by default, I might be the loudest one. Mm -hmm. Or I might be the smartest one, or I might be the dumbest one, or I might be whatever. So the first couple months are that touch and feel kind of like, who am I? And I'm going to just kind of wait to see how the dust settles on this thing. And maybe I become very good in this class, and I'm going to participate. Maybe I'm just going to be the one that sits in the background, and I don't want to participate. Mm -hmm. And based on how the teacher's dynamic is, based on where I sit, based on who's around me, based on how comfortable I am in, this, in the subject, it might determine who they actually are as a personality in that class. Mm -hmm. And I found that the students, now I'm, I'm seeing more and more of this, the same like five or six kids are like, read mine, read mine, I want to participate, mm -hmm. I'll do this. And the other 15 are like, 
I'm not doing anything. They're doing so, it. So I, I've noticed in class that there's this weird dynamic. And every day I got to dance this line. I'm on a knife's edge mm -hmm. of keeping some order in the class and splitting the students up so that there's more order. But then because they're not sitting with their friends, is that going to cause more unhappiness? And then the morale of the class is going to go down. So do I get on board or, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's weighing up. What do I do with the class to keep the morale high? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's as a teacher, I, 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 I can't be too married to the concept of everything being exactly how I want it. You know, I think there needs to be some sort of, uh, give and take but growing up what was the how were you dan trying to get friends what were you like in a typical well let's just connect this real quick and then daniel yeah, sure, i right. wanted to connect it to the topic sure. like the the topic itself for this week we're going to go into creating and um maintaining relationships was the was the topic that we asked in a poll and you know asking if they're outgoing asking if they are comfortable uh cultivating relationships and initiating that maintaining healthy relationships and avoiding toxic relationships, uh, seeking and offering support and help when needed, showing respect to others, even when I disagree with them. And then we did a chart about people they would feel uh, comfortable or, or confident in. It says, defend myself when faced with disagreements involving. And we had a list of people. But before we get into the specifics, we can kind of go into how we were in that field when we were younger. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, uh, we moved a couple of times. And it, so it wasn't uncommon for me to have to start over from scratch. And we had moved out to California and then we moved back. And, you know, California's a different vibe. But even as a kid, I, I recognized that. Like this is, they have a different approach than mm -hmm. the New Jersey people did. So I, I think that was like good seasoning for me uh, at a young age. What to, age was that? Um, moved out there when I was uh, six and then back when I was eight. So still pretty young, mm. but at a, at a pretty early age, uh, and, and I'd gone to parochial school. I'd gone to Catholic school as a, a kid, and then public school when we were in California, then public school again. So, I mean, I kind of felt like I had some seasoning uh, starting from square one. Like, I know people, and I'm not certainly not criticizing this, that once their kids start school they don't want to move anywhere mm -hmm. you know they're like oh geez you know what um yeah but then eddie's gonna to have to make all new friends and right. uh, he's gonna go be at different school and he's not only gonna leave his old friends but uh he's gonna be the new kid uh so i was the new kid a couple of times at a young age so i um i, I really didn't mind it uh and i look back now and this is probably the first time i've thought about it i think it was pretty good a pretty good thing for me to start from scratch uh, a couple of times but that can be an absolute way. that can be an absolute nightmare for some children. Sure. So that that's that is a category on on the website yet to be mm. published. Um, but there's a massive content library for every little thing you could think of. You know, bump over left eye, bump over the left eye, bump over the right eye. You know, wart on the face. Like all these different mm. categories of uh, psychological things that we got to deal with in life. But uh, yeah, just being relocating and uh, having to start over again, leaving all your friends uh, behind again. Mm. But uh, I think I would have been okay doing that. I was a bit of a loner growing up. I think, you know, now I'm thinking, I was young as of six. So I think that uh, was probably a safety net for me. I mean, I had, mm -hmm. you know, brothers and sisters yeah. in the same school. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I was kind of networking that way. You know what right. I mean? So it wasn't, you know, I wasn't an only child in a, in a new town. I could kind of kind of glom off my brother and yeah, and they were also going friends. through the same thing. Yeah, at the same time. So yeah, and then there were those kind of tangential uh, connections you could make. Like yeah, well, you know, my sister's got a friend, but then she's got a little yeah. little brother, mm -hmm. so we can kind of hang out. You know? Right. You moved to the, when did you come here? I mean, you you made a pretty significant move. April seventh, it was nineteen ninety two. It was a cold day. <laughs> the crows were singing. Um, yeah, April seventh, nineteen ninety two. So uh, that that was hard coming here at the twenty six. I came here, so uh, I left everything behind. And when I left, I I said to my family, I I sold everything, and I said. Uh, I'm going there to live. I'm not coming back. And they thought it's heartbreaking thinking about it now, even still mm. every week's heartbreaking for me. This is like, I keep, <laughs> I keep saying I put that $300 that I would have given a therapist and I put it into something else. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it was, it was tough. And even to this day, it's, I'm I'm not a good friend maker. If I make friends, it's by accident. Yet yeah, I'm one of the most outgoing people, you know, but I think I'm too friendly. Let's mm. talk about that, shall we? Uh, um, I'm a I'm a little bit too friendly in work, and I think sometimes I'm that guy that's always a bit too bloody happy, you know. <laughs> like shut up, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I walk, I I hear myself at times. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> you know, like mm. there's. There's no, I'm either quiet, which is a rarity, or I am a little bit too bubbly and <laughs> not to get in people's face. I'll hang back and I'll shut up. I'm not like I am here, but I know there's some people you can just tell, like they, they can do without seeing Jones in the morning, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I've been here since, uh, 1992 and, uh, not growing up in not growing up in a location that you, 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 you don't do the sports. You don't, you don't care about anything. I'm not vested in, you know, the only reason really I di didn't go back to home for all my family is because I had a son at the time mm. and I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave him here, mm -hmm. even though things were less than ideal. Um, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I, I had to, to hang in and then a daughter came along and there's, and I definitely can't go home. You know, so, um, but friends, making friends has been, they've been the, 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 the friends I have been, I have made have been, um, absolutely meant to be friends. Like I got one or two individual, no, one got one dude, one dude that's my friend, friend. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he lives in Connecticut is, is, uh. He's up there with his uh, with his wife and his dog, and um, yeah, he used to work for Marvel, a sculptor, mm -hmm. you know. But and we cool. we invent crazy stuff together, and we mm -hmm. we got kind of fuel each other's fires with uh, wacky ideas. So um, yeah, but you know, it's it's underrated how important having friends really are, you know. Um, Again, I'm fine because I'm around the people I love. So it's, you know, not mm -hmm. uh, not any big deal now at the age of 56. But still, it's uh, it's something that um, 
I wish I had more friends. But if I had more friends, then I'd have to spend more time with them. Right, right. And less time. On time it. is money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we all got cut. Yeah. You know. So what about you? Well, we moved. Uh, I was time. eleven. And how old were you then? I was six. So we moved. Yeah, same as you. Yeah. We moved out to West Jersey, and we lived there for about. 10, Ten years. years. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, I was in college at the time. So I lived away in college. That was a whole different experience. And mm -hmm. then uh, my going into my senior year, our parents had moved back uh, to the eastern part of New Jersey. And then so you had that wasn't as big of a deal for me because I was out of high school. But you were in high school. I was a sophomore in high school. So yeah. I was going into my junior year. I thought that was very cruel, personally. <laughs> That's got to be a tough spot. That, yeah. was, that was tough. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, yeah, especially because our high school out in West Jersey was a regional high school. You know, so it mm -hmm. had thousands of kids. Whereas then I came back here and uh, the school had like 50 kids in the class. And wow. I was seeing the yeah. same people in the hallway and the anxiety was out of control. So I ended up going to a parochial school actually after that, which was more regionalized. So it was a lot bigger and I was better off there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was, that was tough for me at least, but I made a lot of friends at the, you know, that are actually still my best friends to today. I would say my best friends are like my high school friends. Were, 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 were high school students more, more cruel back in the day? Um, by, and that's hard to judge because by from today's standards. Yes, it is. Because the standards are completely different. It is. Right? I don't know. I would say, because I went to three high schools at this point, so mm -hmm. I would say the first high school was great. Um, the second high school was horrible. Uh, that was the, a small one. That was a very small mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, to the point where like a kid got like thrown into a, a door and the glass just went shattering like right in front of my face. Wow. And I was like, all right, I can't handle yeah. this. But they were also like weirdly a year behind educationally. So I remember my sophomore year being um, reading the scarlet letter was put on my desk and I just cried every night. My mom was like, you'll get through it. And I almost mm -hmm. failed that whole marking period because mm -hmm. she would quiz us every day and I couldn't understand old English. And then I walk <laughs> into that school and the first day she puts the scarlet letter on my desk and I just start tearing up like immediately, like PTSD no. hit. Yeah. But, and I was like, I can't do this again. My mom's like, well, maybe you'll pass this time. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it again. I'm teaching that right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Sorry, kids. It's terrible. I what, know. I what's really funny, <laughs> what's really funny is uh, I started looking at public domain uh, works, be mm -hmm. it audio, text, music, and what of that would be awesome to put on the website, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, even bedtime stories. So there would be chapters where people could listen to like a little story, Dan, or, um, <laughs> oops, and uh, yeah, so and i think the scarlet letter might have been because i wasn't sure what it was all a about good sleep story. so i <laughs> yeah a horror I think story I, apparently is it i yeah. i just i i downloaded a bunch of the books and i think uh i i think i've uh, got up my computer this evening which is very very strange anyway. but the but the other thing i think is is important with that is that you know i my and i've said this before my high school friends are my best friends and, and i was mm -hmm. out there went through high school all four years but i moved out there when i was in sixth grade and that was a little tougher, but I do feel like because we played sports, that was like a given that you're going to make, make friends sure. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Plus proximity, who you live near. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky enough, like my best friend moved in, like when I was in seventh grade, he lived down the, down the block and I just met him because he was right by the bus stop. And mm -hmm. like, I just said, what's right. up? And like, it was very easy. I do feel like making friends 
is easy, but then keeping them can be Make, difficult yeah, and maintaining yeah. it is difficult, right? right? Yeah. So I, I think the whole idea, especially when you're young, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big issues uh, that might face this generation. And you were mentioning about college uh, that you, you were yeah, mentioning today. Yeah. And we can get into that in a second. But sure. it's more about the idea of going into it. If you just said to a kid, all right, you're going to go to a new spot and that's where you're going to be. Will they immediately repel that and say there's no chance i'm making a friend or go in with the open mind of being like cool that's an opportunity to meet new people like if they, go, if they go to like a camp or if they go yeah. to like a club mm -hmm. thing or if they go somewhere outside of their comfort zone outside of their community outside of their school to like a regional thing or they just wind up going to like a a conference for for something or whatever or a summer program are they just going to automatically assume I'm not meeting anybody here. I'm just going to keep my head down, go through the motions. And I don't get out. think I don't think it's anywhere on their radar. And I'm just talking from my experience. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I, this is I uh, agree with you. yeah. Andrew's what they're not thinking Andrew's about that being a problem. They're just going to exist. They're just their moment by moment. Maybe oh, am I going to have to go on that walk today? Like you know, they're not th thinking anything about because I did it. And but do you think they're anxious about going because they're not? comfortable those, with the people those that have social anxiety for sure yeah, yeah they're going to be thinking about that issue but everyone else a bit like myself uh i just didn't i went away i did all the stuff i survived i was fine but did i love i didn't enjoy being away from my from my safe zone which was my room you know mm -hmm. uh with my drawing pad or whatever it might might have been at the time but um uh, yeah, just being around my family, that was that was it. Even even growing up in the UK, which is another big difference. Growing up, I I had friends. So up until the age of twenty six, I actually had I actually uh, had some long term friends. We didn't, but that's a very loose term, isn't it? Friends. So mm -hmm. um, you know, I uh, especially now. Yeah, I mean, you could have friends on Facebook or whatever, mm, or friends right. like right. followers. Right. Are they friends? Yeah, you know? no, not at all. But I'll tell you what, though, I do have a number of social media friends that are probably closer than a lot of other friends that that I know in person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and uh, they they've seen me grow over the years, and I get all these messages. Andrew has been wonderful to see you, you know, like blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, I don't even get that from my real friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me throw this out there. Like, what would you be the criteria you would use for qualifying somebody as a friend in your life? Like, is it someone that you have to have spend a certain amount of time with? Uh, is it a certain amount of crossover and interests? I mean, uh, Maybe we can start there. Like you just said, the Facebook friends. You know, that if you're if you're peripheral, growing, that's like peripheral for me. Yeah, if you're growing up um, in the last, say, you know, fifteen years, you're a young person, you you might think that the word friend means just someone that you know that you have some kind of tangent connection to. Uh, but like, it, any of you, um, I think what, social. What, what makes somebody a friend? Like, I think what, what qualifies them. I, I'm going to call this guy or this. Uh, person this lady this this fella a friend because they've met what criteria, criteria. i th i think i think social media has generalized it too much Agreed. you know it's like any anyone can be your friend uh now to be my friend i'll vet you i will go and hunt you down <laughs> mm -hmm. i will see how many posts what posts you know like yeah, what are right. they posting no you're not my friend you know like mm -hmm. all that so yeah, it, it's very strange. Like if you would have back in the eighties told us 
some of the social stuff that we'd be going through today mm-hmm. and some of the dilemmas, some of the power shifting that we're seeing, uh, which is a topic for another day. But, uh, uh, you know, it's um, the world is a wacky place. But I think social media is a, a big place to change of that. When I was a teen, I think that my friends were the people that I spent a minimum amount of time with physically every week. I don't know whether it would be 10 hours, 12 hours, whatever. The other guys that I spent less time with, I didn't really consider friends. I didn't consider them yeah. enemies. I, I just didn't, you know, if I was making a list of friends, i say, okay, write down the friends you have. They would probably all be people that I spent physical time with, uh, a minimum, I would say, of uh, 10 hours a week. Yeah, I think physical connection is probably where I would put the towards the top. I think especially when you're younger, if you're my friend, we're hanging out. Right. It, yeah. it has to be that. It's not, especially when. We're not talking on the phone yeah, or yeah, yeah. texting. Yeah, exactly. It, we're we're, we're going, doing something together. Also because we didn't have alternatives to be, you know, we're mm-hmm. not talking. I mean, you could talk on the phone. I mean, that wasn't like necessarily more of a guy thing to do at the time. But, like, right. you know, it would be more like come over. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like let's talk. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Come over. And then that would be the thing. So we would. We'd hang out, we'd go to the movies, we'd do something, we'd be playing sports together. A lot of it was similar interests mm-hmm. and also spending time together, going down the shore, going trips, whatever. And those people that did those things with now, even though we're all scattered all over the place, we still try to get together once or twice a year and we will make the concerted effort to say, I'm putting everything down to go hang out with these people again. That wouldn't happen with peripheral people. Right. Like if there was somebody outside of that realm that said, hey, we're going to get together mm-hmm. next weekend. I might be like, it's not a priority. And therefore, I might not go unless it was like convenient or whatever it was. Um, but there's other situations where like a friend of mine who lives in, in Oklahoma City, it's like if he's coming into town, I'm going to I'm gonna see him at some point. I'm going to go drive to wherever he is because he's close enough by where I can go meet up with him. I mean, you have to drive a couple hours. I got to be in the same room as this person. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, because he's, if he's that close. And, and there's people like that where it's like, we're going to make the concerted effort to hang out more mm-hmm. even. And, it, and again, it doesn't matter how often it just, I know when it does happen, it's like, we just pick up where we left off that kind of thing. Yeah. The, the, the more you, you talk, the more I kind of realize a few things. So when I was back in the UK, I did have a, a singular dude friend that I would hang out with. We'd watch, we'd watch music. We'd listen to music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we listened to music and uh, like Earth, Wind, and Fire back in the day on a record player. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just uh, good times. And he looked me up once or twice, but I was out of the country. And I think now he lives, Dave Cole, now he lives in uh, uh, Canada. Different times I've had one singular friend, you know, one singular friend. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be all right. Yeah, that song, a song somewhere. Once, Probably. Once it should be. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go that way. Yeah. And they had the reverb. One singular friend. <laughs> hey, what's your take on this? I mean, you're the only female. Uh, I don't know. Right so, now. I mean, I would say if, uh, that I agree a lot with what he's saying mm-hmm. and what you're saying. Um, I mean, it's more of a question for, for, from me is that are there minimums? I don't know, because for me, I would say, again, I do agree with the physical, like being in and hanging out with these people and, 
you know, uh, like loyalty, I take very, I guess, look into that more mm-hmm. so than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like looking at what the kids have nowadays, because they grew up with computers, they see texting as that's my friend. Yep. Um mm-hmm. And they're content with that. Mm. And I think for them, that's why, especially for me, for what I see just in dance, they only really hang out with dance people. So a lot of them, that is like their circle of friends. Mm. Um, And maybe it's literally just because that's who they physically see every day mostly. And that's who they feel comfortable with. But, you know, they can say, yes, I have friends in school, but it's more, you know, of an acquaintance. And I don't think they know what that term even is mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. necessarily so for them i think that um computers and the social media and texting and that's on facetime even i would say is like a big mm-hmm. thing even with like middle school and elementary school it's facetime everything's facetime me later um so i feel like that's what they utilize yeah. the yeah, most so, uh, that's oh, a good point it's yeah. a contention that uh, you don't miss something that you never had I mean, it's like if if, yeah, if I you didn't have a lot yeah. of that physical, like it sounds right. like you yeah. did, you know, interaction with friends. It's not like, well, geez, I used to have that, but now I don't, so I'm a little sad. Right? No, you don't miss it because you, they you, don't know any better. They don't know what that's it. like because a lot of them. I mean, it could be that their family is working all day, so they mm-hmm. don't have the ability to have a play date. And when mm-hmm. they do, it's called a play date. It doesn't. They're not hanging out. They're in middle right. school having a yeah. play date, and it's yeah. like it doesn't. Ha- you could just go <laughs> be with your friends. Like, you know, yeah. you're, it's, it's your friend. You're going over your friend's right. house. You're not having a play date. Right. You know what I mean? So, appointment. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, that's what it's become. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of sad when you look at it that way. Well, I, I, a couple of things. One with the, with the playing idea, my daughter's in, in first grade. So sometimes I'm, I'm picking, I pick her up after school and sometimes she'll just be like, dad, can I stay and go play on the playground? Mm-hmm. And a couple other kids from her class will stay and go play in the playground. So I hang out for like a half hour and she just plays with them on the playground. And then we go our separate ways. Eventually, that'll probably become like come to the house or you go to there or whatever. But as they get older, but that's like her way of socializing with those people. Plus, she goes to dance and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. She's her cousin every once in a while. But I do think that's a great point about the, the, the social media. But it's also I was I was thinking in terms of like video games. I know a lot of people who play video games play on live. Yeah. Right. So yeah. They, right. those are their friends. They could okay. be people from sure. all over the world. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's I think it's completely legitimate. Yeah. I, I have no mm-hmm. thinking about it now. It doesn't have to have any physicality to it. Okay. It's literally like the virtual world where it's like, I don't know who you are. So we're going to meet up in this Or what you look world. like or what yeah. age you are. There's some dangers there. But it, sure. I think in general terms, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to play Madden today. And this guy I who also plays, who I, I hung out with through something else. Mm-hmm. I, I friended him on there and he's on there. Hey, do you want to play? And they play. And it's crazy how close you could become to a person like that because you might spend more time talking to that individual right. mm-hmm. than anybody else in your life. Right. And they could live 3,000 miles away or in right. a different country or it could be anything, but you have this shared interest. Yeah. And I think and, and I think that's awesome. I do love that concept because, again, you're finding connections with people in a completely different way. And it does check off the box of a friend, I think, because mm-hmm. you probably can confide in them and you feel comfortable with them and you share an interest with them. And It is strange, though. Do you have, do you, do you see that uh, Ready Player One? Yeah. 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 So, I love that. So yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I, I think I purchased it. But uh, uh, it's funny. We, we, we watch, we're able to get all these movies for free in one way, shape or form, right? Yeah. I always, the ones I like, I buy. I was going to say, why did you help you buy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can see it whenever I want. It's like, yeah. yo, go. Yeah. Um, so, um, I don't know. Maybe just because I had the money. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, that's silly. Silly comment. Um, so, uh, 
yeah it's uh it, it it's pretty crazy i had a um a, a thought lined up and uh I was like, oh, that's, you know, when you're arguing with someone, you're like, well, you wait till you stop. I'm going to lay this yeah. one on you. Mm-hmm. I, I was, Caitlin was, was saying something like, oh, that's a great, I'm going to, and, and then like, right, Dave's almost finished. And I was going to jump in. Where's the pad? Yeah. Remember we well, had the, the pad. Time. Well, the thing is, I got, I, I do actually have, I do actually have pads and pens. Well, look at, oh. anyway, for it. anyway, I, mean, I have go. paper over here. I haven't written anything down. No, but... I know you can't see, but there's one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Thank well, jumping off, you, you, you said twice, uh, Dave, is uh, shared interest. Uh, it, it's funny because um, if I was if I was listening to this, watching this podcast, and I didn't have any friends, I would say, "Oh, gee, when, when the heck are they going to get to the part where?" They show me how to make friends. You know what I mean? I mean, I, yeah. I've got no friends, and they all they're talking about is like, oh, I had friends, I had friends, I had this, I had that, and these are the requirements, and this is the criteria, etc. Um, and I, I think what you're touching upon, I, I think to myself, if I if I didn't have friends and I was a teenager, I think the key is that uh, shared interest. You've mm-hmm. got to ask yourself, like, what, what are my interests? You, you, yeah. your dance people are, mm-hmm. that they have a shared interest, so they right. know when they're walking the door. Um, here are a dozen people. I don't know how big the classes are, but I know that we have it. They're probably, least... they're probably that big. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, part of the different show. Um, <laughs> Not a show. <laughs> I, I think that, um, I, I think those relationships are, uh, they, they kind of hinge on a shared interest. You know, that idea that, uh, okay, I'm here for the dance class. I don't know anybody. But uh, one thing I do know is that everybody in this room loves dance right. and I'll have something to talk about right. and something to do and something to share with this other right. person as opposed to, um, you know, walking into a party where you don't know anybody and you're thinking, okay, you know, what do yeah. I have in common with these people right. other than the fact that we're just in this room at this point? Yeah. Same thing with know. entering a class. Like, yeah. I, you know, I had to take an English class. I'm sitting in this room. It's not like I chose this group of people or this teacher mm-hmm. or whatever it is. They're just kind of there. Um, it could be the same thing of going to a college, right? Like you're just going to the school and you're kind of like, well, right. I'm at the same school. Do, does that mean we have an interest? It's like, hey, you like this school? It, it just becomes, it could be kind of difficult to find something within that arena. From a very fatalistic standpoint or like a meant to be kind of point of view, uh, I once had a another friend. Uh, he was more of an acquaintance. So I, I got lots of friends. I don't want to say I, got, I don't have friends. I got many friends from high school, uh, f- friends at work. I got work friends who are borderline more than work friends. Mm-hmm. But we don't hang out. Right. So for me, that's like, you know, I got I got a lot of bronze, silver star <laughs> friends. You got to earn it, buddies. You got to earn it. <laughs> so... Uh, they're not Open quite the there yet, but you know, with a little bit of work, you could get there. <laughs> so, um, but what, one thing that happened years ago was I started uh, weightlift. This was my in to bodybuilding. Actually, yeah, this was my in to bodybuilding years ago to weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, and um, my my friend in class said, "Oh, I'm going to do weightlifting," and I'm like that sounds cool i just didn't know but i knew that that was my thing back then i was only i was in pre-high school whatever that was junior school back then in the uk uh i don't know i'm all very confused these days but um so that led me to a, a lifelong 
uh, or, or should I say it until I entered the United States, um, you know, working out, bodybuilding, doing competitions and, and all that stuff, all because of what a friend did. Do, do you have with your dance class, do you, do you have many people or, or kids that come along that also are with their friends? Yes. You do. A lot of the kids, uh, uh, recreationally, I would say, yeah. a lot of the kids sign up at the same time and they write down that they want to be with certain kids. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so it becomes like, you know, this town in this class and this town in this yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, you know. Mm. Sometimes it's a pain in the neck for the teacher because it's hard to wrestle them all and get them mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. where they need to be and, uh, you know, still learning something but also having fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's just teacher management at that point yeah, yeah yeah well let's just let's go over a couple of these uh points here from the poll because the, the one point i thought was interesting <laughs> because fernando <laughs> says hello <laughs> fernando. <laughs> he here yeah that was his uh all right he just went up to silver <laughs> <laughs> nice keep working on it thanks fernando. um good man. but i feel like the, the first question was i am outgoing and, and although better than half uh, stated that they are outgoing and then about 25% said they were neutral. I don't know how important that is in order to establish friends. You know what I mean? It's a, it, I don't think I'm like super outgoing. I have hardly any friends. Yeah. Like people, it's, it's funny because I think sometimes I surprise people by how few friends I have. I don't hang out really with anybody. Um, I think it has a lot to do with uh, what your schedule's like, yeah. and what you've yeah. lined up, of and, course, yeah. and how much um, discretionary time you've set aside for yourself. And then, ooh, dare I, I say, I think you're one of those really busy guys. Uh, yeah. You give me the impression that you're busy all the time. So, you know, if you don't have a lot of discretionary time, it, it comes at a, like a kind of a high price. And it does. I know that sounds really selfish. No, 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 no. It, it's selfish of me. Be, and it's silly of me. Because the older I get, the more I realize it, it's not about the money, the things, and, and, and what have you. It is about the relationships. And actually, studies have come out that have showed that those individuals, the older you are, that have good solid relationships that you have people you can talk to especially if you've got layers of family uh they come out with a, a, an amazing study uh I forget the name of it but uh, there's uh, this town in italy and heavy smokers heavy drinkers heavy you know like partying and what have you not you know, it's not like Party City or anything. Lots like of that. cured meats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love the cured meats, but they're really bad for you. They say I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But the life expectancy is off the charts, and they're trying to find out why. what's going on. Yeah. Right. So I've been buy, I've been buying all this cured meat, <laughs> <laughs> drinking lots of beer. You should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But Partying. they yeah. they found it's because of the multi generational families that mm. are under one roof there's babies mm. there's daughters there's moms and dads with their kids and then grandma grandma's also in the same house mm -hmm. you know so um just having those relationships let alone just friends and i think as well uh this pandemic has done something it's brought my wife and i that much more closer uh things that we all got things that other people uh, bug us, you know, things bug us about that ind individual. Mm -hmm. And I think this time is just kind of, ah, you know what, it's, it's not, that's not so important. Let's just kind of get on, enjoy and, and 
get on with life. But I, you know, I, I do wonder uh, what do, if we were to ask it, the, the average student in the class, how many friends do you have in class? Mm -hmm. You know, I wonder what the average, I, th I only think they know like maybe one or two students per class is not just because they're in the same class. It might, it might be higher for like my kids. I have honors kids. So they're, they might have a lot of shared classes that are right. like honors across the board. So I know a lot of them come from different classes, have the same teachers. So mm -hmm. they're always like talking about their, their tests and quizzes and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But, um, I, I do think that there's, there's a concept out there about, um, you know, how many friends do you have? How close are you to people? But I, I do think, at different points in your life, you're going to be closer to people based on where you are yeah. in your life. Mm -hmm. So like for me right now with three young kids, it's, it's almost yeah. becoming like who else has young kids, my kids age that will make it convenient mm -hmm. so that if my, our kids are hanging out, I'm hanging out with them or whatever. So it's almost like you go outside of your, your comfort zone in a way to just meet people who mm -hmm. you'll come across more often, whether they're neighbors or it's like, Hey, you have a kid and you live close by. Let's talk, and mm -hmm. then maybe our kids will hang out or whatever. It's it's like out of convenience because again, I on a daily basis don't socialize outside of school. I'm yeah. like home. I'm dealing with my kids. I'm taking mm -hmm. care of whatever, but I'm not like hanging out with my friends on a, on a very typical basis. It has to be something that's more rare at this point for that. Mm -hmm. right. So I'm at a stage now because I I've moved again. I've moved many times in my life, especially in my adult life. I've moved all over the place. So. It's now I'm like, I'm in a new town for two years. I don't know the people. When I go to pick up my daughter, there's all these people talking to each other who've lived there forever. Mm -hmm. And now their kids are going to class together. They know the teachers. And I'm just like the odd man out. So it's kind of like I have to figure out a way to be like, hey, is your kid in that class? And try to find if I have a commonality with them. And then if they're like older, is this like your youngest kid? Because that's my oldest kid. And like, where do we fit? Like, there's so many different variables but it's not necessarily like an organic thing in a way. It's almost like I'm forcing myself just to be like, you're all have some, it's the commonality part of it. Right. It's like, yeah. we're in the same place at the same time. Okay. We're, are we yeah. friends now? <laughs> like, so there, there's this weird dynamic as well that sometimes I find uh, happens. There's uh, a, a, a colleague and he is a friend um, and uh, going through something that I've gone through twice in life you know and uh, i was just sitting here again i think it's working with this app it's just being um uh, fernando's saying he can relate to all of this so uh, that's awesome he's given the peace sign so uh, no that's peace denim peace the international uh, designer from japan to uh, patterson pleasure to have you on board my friend <laughs> so um he's the individual i was actually speaking about the other the other and i put myself firmly into that oh yeah so uh, just just a, a a brilliant dude uh speaks to uh at-risk youth uh around in and around new jersey and and, and uh, elsewhere i'm sure but um so yeah uh crap <laughs> That's now fine. a word from our sponsor. Oh, peace denim. Got to screw it up now. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is right. So let's see. Peace denim. There you go. No, he's a. He's a. Um, we'll have him on someday. Yeah. What? What an individual. He actually came in to speak to the students, and uh, last left a lasting impression. And uh, we need to have him in again. Uh, that is actually seeing seeing him do that thing helped a few cogs turn mm -hmm. in my brain and i'm like this could be more you know yeah. this what what's now called mellow this could be more 
but uh, I'll come back to the point. Obviously, I just well, let me let me move on to a couple of things. So, some uh, I think the most important part of the data that we gathered was when we were asking about um, how they would handle certain disagreements. So there was a question about I will defend myself when faced with disagreements involving, and they got to click any of the the following that applied. So we had no one, parents, grandparents, teachers, friends, workers at a business or restaurant strangers in public, social media users or accounts, co-workers and a boss. Now, the number one thing, not surprisingly, at 82% of, of polled um, individuals, students, um, identified their friends as people they would stand up and talk back to kind of mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the surprising thing to me, and I don't know if it's just me, but um, two-thirds of them uh, identified that the second highest on the list was parents. Really? And I don't know... <laughs> two-thirds literally the second highest on the list was was wait what 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 was this the overall what was the list for oh, it was bet. defending them oh. de defending themselves when faced with disagreements okay so oh yeah kind yeah, of a yeah. nicer way of putting talking back in a way that, that right? kind of came a little bit late in my age i i remember almost the day you did not swear in front of my parents yeah we never did either. I told my mom I was going to throw it throw under the bus tonight, so uh, <laughs> she she was laughing. But um, yeah, and I almost remember the day going, bloody hell! Like you know, in England that was like a for, for being like a what 13, 14, 15 year old, mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm crossing the boundaries. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, heaven split, I held the sword in the sky, <laughs> lightning, and all that stuff. But yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that moment because. Um, and I think it was the first stage of me getting my voice. You know, when the last the last step of me finally getting my complete voice was when I become a teacher. A few years in, when I realized that I'm not afraid to speak up anymore, mm -hmm. you know, or I will be proactive in speaking up or I'll go out of my way to make a point be known. So, but you say that as if it's a good thing. So yes, it is, David. <laughs> so, but but what I'm saying it, it, I don't know. I look at it the other way in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like the respect factor mm -hmm. of like this is someone who is but your parent. Respect needs to be mutual as well, right? So they yeah. might feel disrespected in order. So, I I actually had my high school dancers answer these questions as well, and we kind of talked about it as mm -hmm. they were doing it, and a lot of them. Um, See, I know you said that you were surprised about parents. I'm not surprised at all because mm -hmm. to them, and I've asked them how many of you, if you had to go to one person, if you were in trouble, who is that person? And most of them are saying their parents, mm -hmm. but their parents are like their best friend. Yeah. So I don't think that in a way, I feel like they feel comfortable enough to go back at their parents. Whereas a lot of one girl flat out told me, she's like, I only take things out on my mom. She's like, I'll internalize everything like with my friends, with my, you know, at work, at dance, at wherever. I internalize everything with teachers and then I just lash out on my mom. And like, that's where they feel comfortable enough to do it. And I really, I think it's because they are friends with their parents. Now, is that a good or a bad thing? That's, right. a, that's, that's that, the big right. question. And that's, that's a very a fine podcast, line. But we could talk about that now a little bit. Like, It's a very fine line. I, I, you know, it's funny because my <laughs> wife and I, you know, she'll she'll sometimes say to to uh, my oldest daughter, she's like, "I'm not your friend," and I'm like, "Don't say that to her." Like, like, like she could be like, tell her that because you know, it's all how you internalize it. Because I'll tell my son, I'm like, "Yeah, you're my best, you're my best friend," mm -hmm. like all the time. 
So it's like how you look at it, but you know, she's looking at it from like respect me, right? That kind of point, which I completely get. Yeah. But I'm like, you could still. It's it's again, it's a weird line between is. where is the respect of I am your parent, do what I say, I don't have to justify everything, versus we're friendly and I can speak this way to you, so I'm gonna take that as. How the hell are you going to talk to teachers then? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That, that's how I look that, at it. That's the ultimate. That's one of the, this in this category, that's one of the ultimate SEL approaches and ways to look at things. If, you know, how, how are you going to, how are you going to talk to your friends now when you don't disagree or, or when you um, want to have a word with them for some reason? Because you might find yourself, if you don't resolve that, and find a healthier way, which is it, it's it's wrong. Uh, I've I found myself waking up mid marriage, realizing that every day I've been upset, every single time something's not been going my way, I've been taking this out on the wrong person. Now, you know, the perfect storm always cre cre creates itself over time, but realizing that you're not the one to blame. Yeah, I'm blaming you and you're having this conversation in your head, yet then my pride kicks in. So I don't even bring it up, rush yeah. it under the table, a divorce later, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, uh, look, it's. Yeah. That's interesting. Like the, the punching bag type of thing. Like, right. uh, and that's, I didn't even think about that, Kate. Like that's an interesting, I, I literally was cause the original question, the way I had it posed, cause when you came in, we were talking about it sure. was. Um, I would talk back to, and I felt like that was too misleading, like the, the phrase talking back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I changed it to, I would, I would defend myself to make it a little bit more neutral. But again, it's, I do feel like, and, and you might have similar experiences being like from an older generation of being like, Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no, because like me, like there was a sense yeah. of respect. Like you don't yeah. talk like no if you do, no if question. you do talk back, you're expecting to get hit probably. Right. Agreed. And that was how it was with me. I don't know if it was and me. Yeah. So it was. So you just had to take it. You never and, want that. And that's why when I said a couple weeks ago, when, I, when we went to talk to, to the teachers, it's I was wrong. The teacher was right. There right. was no, right. it, and it didn't matter. I was just like, that's the way it was. Right. That's the way I internalized everything. And and my uh, my parents weren't my friends. Right. They were my parents. You, you know what? And my friends were my friends. You right. know what would make a fantastic show is looking at five or six questions asking because my mum we were talking about you know should be parents should parents be involved last week's show yeah, yeah. should parents be involved in uh, the, the 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 education of their of their uh, children and um i was relaying some of this to my mum and then my mum was saying well my parents mm -hmm. and then she relayed i'm like that it's fantastic like how it's gone like right, procedurally different and like boom 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 is gone it's it's exponentially different right. generation by generation it's not generation by generation there's several generations in between but from my mum from me to my mum to her mum wow just the she's like you know what my she said my mum and dad only came to school or had anything to do with school when uh, I I left school and I went and got my certificate to say that I've I've done everything, you know whatever that was. Because we, 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 yeah, we yeah. didn't, we never graduated. We just stopped going. Right. So, 
Put a three box up. But uh, yeah, so it, it's. Uh, it, I think that would be brilliant just to bring some perspective to some of the students of today. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, you know, I think it touches. Uh, believe it or not, I'm thinking back at some of the stuff we said at the last podcast and about other generations and about what they may have been up against and about how the limited amount of latitude they had uh, to almost take the time out to sit down and talk about stuff. I, I was the youngest of six and my, my mom and my dad uh, didn't, they never felt they, they had to explain themselves to yeah. us. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I, I remember my mother even it just, it, she, she didn't even take enough time. God bless her. God rest her soul. Um, she didn't take the time to even say, I don't need to explain myself right. to you. Because it would have <laughs> taken It, it was a given. Well, yeah. it, right. there were six kids. You can't yeah. have a, uh, a summit meeting yeah. <laughs> every time somebody wants something and then have five more summit meetings. Right. It's just, I, I think that um, some of this is probably generational too, is that it, when, when things might have been a little bit tougher, Look, you know what? We're taking on water. Yeah. You're, you're, you know what I mean? Uh, we yeah. don't have time to sit down and talk about uh, the nuances of your argument. You know, you just have to have a little bit of blind faith. And it didn't always work. It didn't always work with, with my parents. I, I did sometimes resent certain things. Mm -hmm. But there, there was something actually a little bit uh, comforting. Maybe this is a little crazy about being led by someone who was that confident that it was not up really for discussion yeah you know yeah. that um it, it simplifies things you can, yeah 100 percent. It, sorry it, it was that kind of um, technical <laughs> <laughs> difficulties i feel like in a lot of relationships uh it's a little bit of a gamble right in my relationship yeah. i have with my wife it's a little bit of a gamble you have to have a certain amount of uh of blind faith and if you if you don't have that um you know, you're going to spend a lot of time going back and forth about things, you know, and it, it, uh, it was comforting to know that, okay, my mom said, no, yeah. no, it is. That's the end yeah. all. But right. that, but that, right. that was something else. Fernando said, look up Hispanic mom's discipline techniques. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the boomerang slipper. Yeah. You can look up our box. Irish yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I think that was like it was like the respect your elders to an extent it was it was the teachers the boss it's the parents the boss it's the boss is the boss the coach mm -hmm. is the yeah boss. the coach yeah. is the boss and it wasn't a lot i remember if you were in class and this is in high school if you talk back to the teacher there was like a gasp yeah, of like 100%. what are you doing because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just knew He's gonna get in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like what like you are out of your mind like you know you're getting in trouble right. now it's almost like funny for the kids yeah but, they, and it, but like they almost group they, of yeah, kids laugh yeah, at it and and it's becoming like us versus them right and we're the boss the teacher's not the boss mm -hmm. we have the power here right and and that's where i kind of think this idea came from this week because i think a lot of teachers this week have been starting to realize that the pendulum has swung in the favor yeah. of the students. And I sent an article out to you guys about, you know, a woman that was, that quit her job at a, at a school in England saying, um, the, the, the school is supporting the students and not the staff. See, I feel like this and, is getting really not, good right now. And I'm not dealing with it. And that's, yeah. I, I don't like it from a teacher perspective. Listen, it's my 18th year and I've dealt with a lot of rough kids through my early years and I had to figure it out. And, and I, I understood there was like a, a, a lack of respect of authority 
And I feel like now it's a lack of respect for authority of, of police and a lack of respect for authority for teachers. Yeah, it's a societal thing. It, right. It's becoming like, you didn't get my water. It's not cold enough. And yeah. I'm going right. to yell at the waiter. Right. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. We got waiters. And, and my thing is, I cringe whenever I'm with anybody who gives a waiter a hard time. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give me yeah. our food. Like, right. I don't care if it's not perfect. I'm just right. like, thank you, sir. Like, are you, are you crazy? That's the guy who's going to serve you. Right. That's you're how about I'm looking to eat. at it. Right. And it's the yeah. same thing. When I go well, into what a place of business, it's, it's very yeah. similar because I'm like, you know, hello, whatever. Uh, you know, are you look? Do you need help? No, I'm okay, thanks. Or whatever it is, like, have a level of respect for people. Entitlement has become well, out of control. In my here's the, here's my question though. It's and again, it goes back to a former uh, podcast where I think I said something about um, you know, when you're growing up today, I I just feel like there's a lot of um, indecision from adults I, I see it all the time. This indecision. Well, it's this. No, it's that. It's the other thing. Well, we're not really sure. Um, I can't help but think about, uh, you know, dogs do this. Dogs, <laughs> when they join a pack, they look around. You, when you're training your dogs, it's important to let them know that you're the lead dog. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, what they will naturally do is, if you don't show your superiority, your, 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 the fact that you're in control, yeah. the only thing they can logically infer, they must be the lead dog. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is not a leader here. It must be me. And I think... In a lot of uh, situations, uh, I think young people may see that indecision, that confusion, that, that oh, well, we're not really sure. It depends. And they think, well, you know, this this guy's 58, and he doesn't know anything more than I do. In fact, chances are he less. He, he actually might know less. Yeah. I actually yeah. uh, I actually uh, take care of that first thing at the beginning of the year as I pee in the corner and just <laughs> mark, mark my territory. <laughs> All well, oh, right, this is Jones. It's not something they forget if you do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, oh, remember that one guy? <laughs> but but I do think um, it, it is a matter of, like you said, lead dog, but it's also comes from the top, right? It's mm -hmm. like, if you're going to go off of the customer's always right, right. philosophy as a school right. or as a business, yeah. you're in trouble. Right. Because you can't cater like that. Because, no. it, you know, lately, you know, our school has been kind of succumbing to that to an extent. A lot of colleges are succumbing to that to an extent businesses where they just let the customer run the show let the student run the show and it, it becomes kind of like a there's a fine line between show the respect to the teachers like we got the teachers back mm -hmm. and if a student says anything right. about what happened in class the teacher must be wrong mm -hmm. and it's like why do i have to defend myself like i'm it's, it's, an adult mutual respect like it but it shouldn't be where well the kid said this is what happened in class so therefore there must be whatever it's like why are you automatically well, assuming that's what happened? This goes back to what I uh, read recently, and you can apply this a hundred different places right now. Um, if my feelings are hurt, that means I'm right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I must be the right it. person. Yeah. 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 Oh, that comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it at the time. But, but I do think that is an interesting topic to go into as far as like, how they view that question of defending myself or talking to is it is it a matter of disrespect or is it a matter of communication in their mind about how they view their parents relationship mm -hmm. and is there a correlation between how their relationship with is their to their parent to how they deal with other people in positions of authority or you know teachers or what have you well let, let me um put, put another spin on this um i've often wondered this especially for our demographic 
If you are uh, a young person and you are being asked to assume adult roles in one part of your life, okay, so so when you're at home, you're in charge of the other kids, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, maybe you have to make dinner and maybe you have to clean up and you got to make sure your the little brother brushes his teeth. I actually, my first year, my first year teaching, I'll never forget this, uh, I had a kid, a young, a young girl who... Um, didn't have her homework and I asked her why and she said my brother wouldn't brush his teeth and I thought I mean how does that make sense at all yeah. and then and then she finally explained to me that like she was chasing her she spent the entire night chasing her kid brother around because her mom wasn't home mm -hmm. and she was in charge of the toothbrushing you know so yeah. they have a choice you know right. either get, get done what my mom wants me to get done or do uh Ambrose's you know homework or whatever and she probably made the right choice um so the my question is is that for that for that student then to come into your classroom and feel that well i'm i'm the adult at my house yeah. you know you, you don't have a leg up on me because you know we're both in charge of things i don't i don't know. again again i think that's social emotional learning the social emotional cues and understanding that uh uh, okay, here I need to let go. At home, I need to take charge. Um, my my question is uh, to piggyback on top of that a little bit. I'll answer your question with a question. Okay. Uh, do do any of you try to become friends with your students? I now when I say that, when I say that, I mean do you? Do you try to become buddy-like in, in class? Do you try to become friendly in class and they know that they can approach you? Or Because a couple of times I, with years, I've had to lay down the law. And I've even said, look, I'm not here to be your friend because no one was listening. I yes. said, I just need this done. They just needed to know that I meant business because too much shenanigans. Haven't used that word in a while, but uh, yeah, too much shenanigans were going on. So I've said that, you know, once or twice over the eight years. I would say friendly, yeah, more than friend, but mm -hmm. I, I do think yeah, yeah, that it yeah, gets yeah, to yeah, the point. Yeah. I do like think a... that there are times where I have um developed closer relationships with individual students who maybe gravitated towards me during the year. And then as the year kind of winds down, mm -hmm. um, like at the end of the school year, they might be like, Can we stay in touch about whatever? Or even if they go on to college, yeah, they might email me mm -hmm. or like be like, you know, if I'm in town, you want to go get a coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm you know, after they get out and just because I think sometimes it does become more like a mentor mentee type mm -hmm. of thing, or almost like a parent type of yeah, role yeah, yeah, that yeah. you can take on depending on the students and depending on the comfort level. So I've had that with like basketball players mm -hmm. who I've coached and things like that, where if I see them out, I'll be like, Hey, what's going on? And, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, or, you know, as they get older, um, but the correspondence still has like a teacher. Yeah, it does. Like, you know, it doesn't become like your friends. Let's, let's hang out, but mm. it still kind of maintains a level of like mentor mentee in a way. Yeah. And a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just know I'm a good listener to things. And they'll mm. be like, this is what's going on in my life. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just underwater right now and I'm in college and I just wanted to reach out and ask about your family and how's, how are things with you? And I'll just write back a long email. A lot of it's just email correspondence. Mm. Um, but they'll just be like, you know, I'll just be like, oh, coach them up in a way. Yeah. Like, it's going to be all right. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, hopefully everything works out for you. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. You know, but it's just more like checking in in a way than anything else. At the, end of the, at the end of the year, when they all graduate 
you know, invariably I do have a bunch of students that I'm heartbroken that they're no longer there. I don't see them. Uh, occasionally I'll go to the graduation, you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a short day. It's usually sweltering hot yeah um, <laughs> coming from the uh, uk if it was raining raining cloudy i'd be there every Good year right yeah. yeah got me brolly <laughs> but um yeah so uh you know based on that i feel like i'm losing friends every every year when when you know when students graduate because mm. very much like your own children you I have them as as sophomores. Do you have them all four years, Dave? No, I only have them junior year. So I get that gap year yeah. of if they decide to come mm -hmm. back and talk to me as seniors, then I know kind of who's who at that point because they'll have to go out of their way to see me in the morning or stop by during the day where it's out of their way usually. But just to see them to for, to, to to see them evolve. Yeah. Right. From younger to older. And mm -hmm. it, it, almost towards the end is like you're completely letting them off the leash. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's so my situation. Yeah. yeah. Every year. More, yeah. I literally yeah. have the same kids from when they're babies growing up. Amazing. So I watch them through every step of their life. They become I become like part of their family. Yeah. In a sense. So yeah. in a way, when you're saying like, are you friends and friendly with yeah, your kids? Like I, I am yeah. because yeah. I'm with them from. Yeah literally babies all the way up Brilliant. to when they're yeah. actually graduating so i kind of and even she, she employs a couple of yeah i do actually so, so like then they just don't want to leave so yeah. they'll end up working for mm -hmm. me which is mm -hmm. great so so i mean Amazing. they you know it's just for me in that in that sense it's i've become their shoulder mm -hmm. to lean on it's it's the advice it's the you know this is the situation at home. How do I deal with my, you know, my mom, how is my mom going to deal with this situation? And you know, it's the advice. It's, it's yeah. all of it. So, so you, you can tell without even knowing you that you, that your heart is in it. Cause it has to be, if you're doing that and yeah. you're dealing with that year after year, yeah. you know, it's almost like my heart gets broken a little bit each year when like a bunch of the students leave you, you maybe you never hear from them again. And occasionally you do, but, uh, uh, which is always uh, really nice, but um, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, that's like, very, seeing, it is, it's very family oriented. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. But I think at the same time, when you're looking at, um, you know, the hierarchy of, of even just the what you guys were talking about with, uh, you mm -hmm. know, who they can go back at, there's a very strong um, respect line mm -hmm. with all of the kids mm -hmm. and with me. And honestly, even with many and most of the parents, I can say like, mm -hmm. which thankfully, um, you know, it was harder in the beginning when we first started because they saw a young kid, you yeah. know, I was like 25, 26 when I first mm -hmm. started. So it was becoming, you know, you don't, you don't have kids, you don't understand. And I hate that whole concept, but whatever. We, I know you guys have actually had a conversation about that in the beginning. Yeah, I just One of the earlier podcasts, <laughs> um, you actually no. said that, um, but um, I'm just saying, you know, I, I knew there's a very, you know, I'm very, I'm very good about situations with them and I give them a little bit of freedom, but at the same time, there's, we are going to get this done and we're going to get it done the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, I expect at competitions that you act very professional. You know, we, you clap for everybody, you cheer for everybody. They've gotten all these kindness awards and all that. And I take that higher than any of their grand championships that they've ever won. Um, but I think it all comes down to that mutual respect and that line, you know, it is, there is a fine line. And I know for myself, I'm in, uh, as you know Dave very well, he's highly sarcastic, and that I'm the exact same <laughs> yeah, way. So he's average, and, sarcastic. and it's, 
True, true. (laughs) Um, But we're very sarcastic in Mm. our whole house. So for that, I can speak to them in a certain way. And I know other teachers have tried doing that Mm. and it just falls short. And I'm like, you, you sound rude. Like you can't say that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some of the, my kids who worked, who became teachers have tried, and I'm like, no, that's not going to work for you. Like it's style. You need to, you need to know what works for your, your crew or Mm -hmm. it works for the kids and work from that. Um, But it's, you know, it's obviously going through the process and learning it yourself as you become a teacher and as you become, you know, somebody that all these people are going to come to and, you know, uh, as a authority figure of any sort. But the the line I have to say of respect is always there. So I don't have that disciplinary issue necessarily. I got to believe that that respect really is a result of the work that you put in. Like you've got to kind of build that credibility. Yeah. And you say you've had kids, you know, since they're real yes. little. So you have this like big bank account of, you know, experience that, that they've had with mm-hmm. you. So you probably can get away with, like you say, the yeah. sarcasm, right. get it. And, and we're back to uh, a little blind faith, you know, just yeah. a little blind faith that I don't know what they call you, Coach Caitlin, or what, what do they call it, you? The little kids call me Miss Kate. The older ones just but, call me Kate. But I mean, they know that, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, Kate or yeah, Miss Kate yeah, yeah, yeah. is, you know, she knows what she's doing. There's no sense of confusion. There's no sense of like, uh, yeah. I'm not really sure. And, right. I, and, I, and again, we're back to, I, I keep going back to the, this idea that if you're a young person and you think that the, the adult that you're dealing with doesn't really doesn't right. have much on you, you got to be thinking, yes. I mean, even if I want to give this person respect, they can't get it. Agreed. And I actually, from as owning a studio and having other teachers work for me, Mm -hmm. I have had a couple teachers that the kids have walked all over. Yeah. I think it's because they realize they can. I think it's. And that happens quickly. I think it's showing. (laughs) Young kids are smart. Showing that. You, you know your stuff right. yeah so yeah. i've i've reached, i've mm-hmm. reached a rare height height this year something that i've always been very jealous of other teachers it's the bell you don't need to be in class where are you hanging who are you hanging with where are all the kids i've had years where no one was in until the last like Oh, come on. It made me feel great. You know, yeah, like yeah. where are they really, where, they're, where mm-hmm. they really want to be. And this year I've got uh, a group of, of about five or six students that just, they, they, they hang out in my room at every chance they get with the other, with the other kids that they know, but they're in and they're checking out all the stuff. And the difference this year is that I'm, I'm, I've kind of stepped up my game a little bit. I'm not just doing the computer stuff. I'm also showing the practical hands-on. So everything is like, oh my God, how, how do you do this? How do you do that? And oh, that's cool. And so just tangibly, they can walk in and see, holy crap, what is this? I want to do this. And um, again, it's all, they hang out with their friends and they just, they, I allow them their silliness their goofiness their little bit of loudness i let it i let it go because that's creating all of this fervor to create and design and want to do in in class so i'm kind of i'm it's it has its pros and cons but i'm really enjoying this year's uh uh actually yeah my senior class because they they're bringing in their friends so see what i did there (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I hope we're also sending a message uh, as educators and 
coaches, whatever, um, that um, I always say, you know, teaching, it's, it's kind of an easy job, but it's not an easy job to do well. You know, you, it's, you know, the, and I think sometimes people see that as like, well, you know, you're teaching a bunch of kids and, you know, it's not really, you're not going that deep with the, the, the uh, subject matter and it must be fairly easy. But um, to do it well, right. I think is extremely difficult. Yeah, um, I, I'm not even sure that I ever did it really well when I think about how how you can teach, you know, how you can reach people. And I've, I've seen it... Um, I've seen it in your class, and I'm not blowing smoke at you, and I see it in his class, too. Thank you. I can walk into either one of your classes, and there's no – and I, maybe I should be doing it, right? But I've walked into your class. I've walked into your class. There's no disruption. There's no but, – but virtue of the fact that I'm in there, I don't derail anybody. Mm -hmm. At least I don't think I do, yeah. and mm -hmm. I think it has a lot to do with your – Dave said a few comments personally. <laughs> God, I wish you wouldn't go in there. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I, I, I wait for a minute. No. And, 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 and it gets back to what I was saying, Kate, about you know when you have a uh, an, a, a bank account, if you will, use that metaphor, that's deep with the students. And I think, again, uh, it sounds like you do, and uh, I know you do, and I know you do, that you can – kind of draw from that all day long mm -hmm, and you'll yeah. never empty it. And it's kind of something you, you know, you can rely on and it's got to feel good as a student that they can rely on it too. They, right. You know, you know what you're doing. Oh, thank God. I'm with somebody who right. knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, this guy sounds pretty confident. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he, you know, it's something. It's something when you get parents phoning the phoning the school just to say, uh, I want, and it's, and it's a, a little bit, biased because uh i would say the the two the two senior instructors actually uh fernando and myself hands down you know um not to be disparaging against anyone else but it's just we know we're constantly in the field uh i i think the the, the juniors do a, a pretty good job because the, the guys also in the field but um yeah you know it's just when you got passion for it it shows right when you're yeah, kids can tell half of my home is in my classroom right <laughs> yeah i spent mm -hmm. 300 dollars on the last project just to buy stuff right mm -hmm. right and my supervisor is telling me off for spending money you know <laughs> but either i'm going to do the stuff i want to ignite these kids for life right mm -hmm. or you know what am i doing but that's i think what makes the most difference to these kids mm -hmm. is giving them the life aspect of it besides mm -hmm. just okay i sit here and i teach the scarlet letter you know like they're not gonna sit there and and scarlet letter is not gonna be like the end all for their life but it's the lessons behind everything that you're doing and i think for my sake i tell my kids all the time you're not all gonna be professional dancers but you're gonna learn time management you're going to learn discipline you're going to learn right. determination you're going to learn passion you're going to learn mm -hmm. and you're going to take all of these and learn how to emote and and become a better person and you know all of these things like work with groups and and be able to find your own artistic you know abilities it's not just what you learn from me but what you kind of learn off of 
everything that you're learning, you know, and then going out into the world and being successful because of these yeah. tools that you're being given. So yeah. I think it's not so much they're not going to come in and be like, how do yeah, of course, they're gonna be like, how do I get my leg up here? Great. But at the same time, it's like you use this muscle and this muscle and then we do anatomy and they're fascinated by it mm -hmm. yeah. and they're like why am i not learning these things in school but it's like you're gonna learn it somewhere and that's fine but it's the tools that you're giving them which is why they come back to you and they say you know thank you for teaching me x y and z it's been helping me so much and now i'm doing this and look how successful i am in this and you know it's like they're proud of being able to utilize these things that you taught them to get them to where they are now and mm -hmm. i think that's what makes you a better teacher, a better, you know, anything, a better coach, a better anything. I I, I think that's somebody, yeah. right. I think yeah. it's, it's what they look up to and it's what they remember the most. They're not going to, and I tell my kids that all the time, you're not going to remember what place you got at so-and-so competition. You know, if you got first place, you got second place, it's not going to matter. So don't go like getting upset over, you know, you didn't do great in that, whatever you just did. Um, it's, it's more about, you know, the feeling of, being accomplished with your teammates, like what you guys did together, what kind of relationship you built with new kids from other studios that, you know, you just found that that routine was beautiful and you wanted to go congratulate them. It's, it's that becoming a better person. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, the ultimate SEL, yeah. SEL just through li living by example. Yeah. Um, the, the, the very first thing I do pretty much first day is I get a show of hands. All right, how many of you want to be graphic designers or artists or what have you? And I get maybe five or six hands. And uh, I said, all right. I said, this is this is to everyone, but this is to all of you that think you want nothing at all to do with graphic design. I said, I, I, I believe that you're here by no, no mistake whatsoever. Uh, you're gonna learn some really valuable lessons. And that no matter where you go in life, you're going to be a better whatever it is mm -hmm. because of this class. And I don't just mean the textbook stuff or the curriculum stuff. Right. It's all the additional teachable moments and the conversations that they have in class and the things that I'll raise up. Just I'll play devil's advocate just to give another side. Um, uh, Peace Denim says a good teacher can make an unlucky hard case kid feel like a million bucks absolutely i'm a product of passaic county tech and commercial art uh teacher john murphy and uh, we all a few of us know some very powerful stories about uh, john murphy so uh, which um we'll, we'll probably have you in person one day uh uh q uh and uh, you can recount some of those stories <laughs> so i'll have to get the beat button ready <laughs> but yeah, and 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 that's the thing, isn't it? Is is uh, and over time, even though this this uh, podcast was about building and maintaining relationships, I think we we kind of did that uh, in a roundabout way. I know it was uh, sl slightly off here and there. We're uh, an, an hour and twenty two. Yeah, what are we doing? Oh. <laughs> oh, I should be home asleep by now. But but you but you're in <laughs> but you're in luck. We only have another three hours left to go. But, <laughs> yeah. The marathon episode. <laughs> Just call nine five five seven two one. What are we selling? What are we hawking today? Sheba Jerry Lewis telethon. We, we With your donation of nine thousand dollars. Or Sheba, we'll take Sheba. Yeah. Oh, 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 I got like four dollars now. 
Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant stuff. No, but you ended on a high note. I think that's good. Yeah. I think we, between those last couple comments there and the con- contribution from our listeners here, I think that's uh, that's well said. I was going to mention something more negative, but I'll leave it on a high note. Plenty of time for those negative comments. Yeah. Our paid membership will be able to hear <laughs> <those> comments <laughs> after that. Yeah. That, that'd be, that would be the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's where the beat button comes yeah. out. So we'll, yeah. we'll leave it. Yeah. Well, I, right. thanks, Kate, for coming on. Yeah, it was... Uh, thank you yeah. for yeah. having me. Thank you so much. I've been a big yeah. fan of the show. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah we fit, in, fit in well here. Yeah, you're very soon. Yeah, yeah, welcome back anytime. Thank so, you. Uh, Thank ne- you very much. We need to get like an applause. I got different buttons here, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to press them. One thing. Where, where, not sure where, where, where. Oh no, because the audience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> There's your send off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, cut it. Here he is with. Caitlin, Dan, and Dave, and myself. All right. Goodbye uh, till next time. See you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks everyone. That was fun.